So we're going back to talking about what we left off before Resurrection Sunday, and that's renewing our minds. It is critical in this last hour that our minds get renewed. So I put in my notes, renew your mind now. Not tomorrow, now. Say now. Because every time you delay doing something, the devil makes sure you have enough hiccups that you'll never get to do this. Let's go back to our base scripture. That's Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Those are our base scriptures. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So there ought to be something we do just because we love him. This, this, is the, this is out of our worship to him. He shouldn't be extracting the tithe, nor gift, nor your seed. He should not be having to extract that from you. This is why he talked about it in 2 Corinthians. Giving out of coercion is not accepted. Because that means somebody had to wring it out of you. Or they talked you or made you feel bad to give it. No. Giving is a worship. And he said to present your bodies. Give your bodies as a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. And then he said in verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing, the renewing, or the restarting of your mind. Remember how we talked about how that? Because Adam fell, our mind had to be restarted. Now, but let's keep on before I jump my notes. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Without mind renewal, you're not going to know the will of God. Now, let's get it straight. Without mind renewal, you'll never know the will of God for your life. We get active and do a whole lot of stuff, but you don't know if that's the will of God when your mind not renewed to the word, not to what you want to do. Look at James chapter 1, verse 21. James chapter 1, verse 21. See, you, one thing I've learned over the years is that God is very, very specific, and he's absolute. That there is no shadow of turning. You, you can't make God be flexed and change his mind. He is, he is very absolute, and he's very, very specific. So if God says something, that meant that's what he meant. And you don't have to change it or rewrite it. Are you there, James chapter 1, look at verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your what? Souls. Okay, we know that Adam had the ability to choose because God gave him that, because God made us in his image and in his likeness. So God can choose, and so he gave us the ability to choose. And Adam chose to violate what God had put into place, and this choice got him kicked out of the garden. Remember that? But something else happened. His soul was corrupted now. That's the part that I told you the last time, God can't change. Why? That's where your freedom of choice is. 
And if God was to go in there and step in and fix your mind, like some people said, Lord, fix my mind. No, he's not going to fix your mind. You need to pr stop praying that one. Your mind going to only get fixed by you getting in the word. He's not going to fix your mind. Now, if you're demon-possessed, he will deliver you. That's totally different. But he ain't going to fix your mind. You still got to choose the word. Mm-hmm. I know. But because Adam had chosen wrong, got kicked out, and something happened, his mind was corrupted. So Jesus came and restored mankind. But he couldn't touch the soul of the man because this is where our freedom of choice is. Now to get the soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. In your soul, you got three things that's operating that affects your flesh all the time. And that's your mind, your will, and your emotions. But they also give access to the spirit man. This is why you must get your mind renewed. Because your, your spirit man has challenges that he needs the spirit, your, your soul, to help him win. He's got, he, see, he got to float. It's like this. He's the spirit man, but he's got to have control of your soul so he can impact your body and get your body to do good works. That's how it works. Now, he can't, he can't bore God that. He can't push that if you won't fix your soul. Because that's how it works. Okay, you got it? Okay, so he's a spirit man. You said, well, isn't he greater? Yeah, he's big inside of you. But what the what would he need your soul to work with? Because your body is controlled by your soul. Your body obeys the dictates of your soul. This is why you can see the word flesh and carnality. Because your body and your mind is all connected together. And if you don't control your mind correctly, it'll cause your body to go through a lot of hell. And if you're not, right, if you're not, mm, I don't want to say that, but sometimes if you don't be careful, you might end up going to hell even after you say you thought you were born again. Because your mind is, a, is, is like the go-between. You need to fix your mind. Say, I need to fix my mind. So now to get your mind, will, and emotions to cooperate with the new you or the new birth, you have to choose. Say choose. You must bring every thought that challenges the will of God for you under arrest. Look at 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. I will read this out of another translation. Are you there? Look at verse 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. See, that's the way of the world. The world manipulates through your soul. And they manipulate your emotions, and they get your emotions full of fear. We got this shortage. Gas getting so high. We're not going to have no food to eat. See, all that's done through your soul because your spirit man not listening to the mess. That's in your soul. That's a soul issue. You walking around worrying and being fearful, that's a soul issue. 
We don't wage our wars with human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. So the word comes with the power of God, the faith of God in it, to dismantle, not dwell with bad thoughts, but to dismantle them, utterly get rid of them. There are some things I thought before I got born again, I can't even think them up now because I've done away with that. They, they don't even come up and crop up in my mind. And when something tries to challenge my thoughts about this will of God for my life, I immediately, say immediately, throw it down because I know that's not the will of God for me. I know sickness not the will of God for me. So I don't dwell in sickness. I don't care what I feel like. I got resurrected power living inside of me. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, whoo, Jesus, is the same power that's dwelling in me. So I got dominion over the flesh. I got dominion over the flesh. That's where your mind, will, and emotions, they live with the flesh. Whoo, Jesus. Look at verse 5. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist, say insist, that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. See, you got to insist that that foul thought bow its knees to the will of God. That's your responsibility. But you're laying in the bed, ooh, my head just hurt. Ooh, my head just hurt. Ooh, I don't know where this headache coming from. Ooh, I just hurt. Oh, Lord Jesus. Mm, my head just hurt. It's done got big as this, and it could have been just a little thing banging on the side of your head, you know. We make it this big, and before you know it, you can go into the emergency room. No, we, we can't do that. We got to take dominion. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the hospital if you need to go. Yo, please, don't be silly. If you need to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor. But let's take dominion. Why are we going to the doctor? Because he might come out and tell you, well, you might need surgery. Listen, this is a freebie. You don't have to listen to this if you don't want to. But let me tell you something. I wouldn't go to no doctor this, this time and not take Jesus in there. You don't know who the doctor is. <laughs> it could be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm -mm. And you don't know what they're telling you if it's true or not. You got to hear about the spirit of God. Get that inward witness. Get used to spending time where you get used to hearing God tell you. This, this is why you got to renew your mind. So he can talk to you in the little things. I mean, something as simple as don't go to this store, but go to that store. Get, get used to exercising the voice of God in your life daily. Get used to doing that. Get used to him telling you, don't go out today. You, you don't need to go out today. Because I had plans to go out yesterday. And the Lord said, no, I don't want you to go out today. What I'm going to do? 
I kept my hips on, and I got what he needed me to know. It was something he wanted to say to me that can make a big difference. And even if he didn't want, even if he didn't say anything different than he's already said, he just wanted me to be there in his presence. That was good enough for me. So you got to learn how to listen, but that takes mind renewal. Ooh, because we are designed to capture these these renegade thoughts like prisoners of war. When you got a prisoner of war, you're not you're not taking them home and make them your friends. You got them locked up. Mm-hmm. So you don't make these renegade thoughts your friends. And when you want to have your little special pity party, you pull out that little bag of thoughts where somebody hurt your feelings or something done to you. Y'all got to get over that. Y'all got to grow up. You're too immature. You get, a, you get offended too easy. How you going to be corrected and you're always offended? See, that's a lack of mind renewal. You don't know enough about yourself to know when somebody really loving you. Because a person that loves you, they tell you the truth. They can't let you slide and slip and slide all in the name of loving you. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. It's to make sure you die before your time. Well, you know... I, I saw that coming, but, you know, I, I didn't think it was my place to tell you, how come you, don't, you must don't love me? You going to let me go jump in a, in, in a windstorm that I don't need to be in, but you say you love me, you saw it, you saw the tornado coming, and I didn't see it, but you saw it, and you didn't warn me that was a tornado up the street. Don't tell me about your love ever again. Oh, Jesus, I know I'm helping you this morning. See, these are mind renewal problems. We don't think we have a right to, to really deal with each other, but you should. You have a right because we are members one of another. We are of the same body. I have a right to tell you the truth. Now, I'm not there to, to demean you or to try to hurt you deliberately, but I have a right and a responsibility to tell you the truth. But it's a mind renewal thing. Mm. Look at verse 6. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion. See, all these renegade thoughts, they are rebellious thoughts. That's what got Adam in the predicament that we're in now. That's got us in there. What? Sin is another word for rebellion. Any thought that challenges the will of God is a rebellious thought. You need to pull it down. But the reason we don't pull them down is because we don't get in the word and know who we are. So when the challenge comes, we play with it until then you want somebody else to come in and pray. I don't have no problem with somebody believing with you. But at some point you had to grow up and do your own praying and do your own believing. What you're going to do when you can't get a hold of Pastor DJ or me or one of the ministers in the church? You just going to die and fall apart? Or you going to sit on the floor and cry like a baby? Or you going to rise up and pull this word out and say, you know what? I don't care what it looks like right now. I'm going to the word. The word got my answer. 
Ooh, Jesus. Because we got this weaponry that is ready to punish it. The, the word is ready to punish every illegal thought. It's ready to punish it. Watch this. <laughs> to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose. As soon as you choose. Complete obedience. Mm. So it's still your choice. The longer you play with a negative thought, it's still your choice. You can, you can play that all day long. God's not going to mess with you while you're playing them crazy games. He's not going to mess with you. He's going to let you have your own little pity party. He's going to let your little thoughts go like a weed. In Man, I had some serious weeds one time. I'm going like, you know what? Bleach wouldn't even kill that weed. Look like that weed came back every year. I said, what it is? This is a generational curse of weeds. I got to get rid of y'all. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm ready to torture now. <laughs> but no, you know what the Lord said? He said, you're not going deep enough. I was cutting it down. I thought I was getting the root, but I wasn't getting the root. I didn't go down deep enough. So I had to buy me something that was narrow, that got between the cracks of the cement and pull up the root, and guess what? Never came back. See, that's what we had to do. We had to get something, the, 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 the narrowness of the word, and stop looking for ways to twist something to make it fit our feelings. No, make your feelings twist and fit the word. And make it so narrow that it's so narrow that won't nobody be able to get in there and squeeze nothing in there that's outside of the word. And pull all that mess up from the root. Some of you dealt with rejection and, and abandonment and all that kind of stuff. And you still harboring that stuff in you. You need to get rid of it. It's a weight. It's affecting the way you see and think. Okay, none of us had the best life growing up. Now, we might have had an okay life, but I guarantee you behind the door there was something that's in you right now that offended you, hurt you, done whatever, that you wish your parents hadn't done, did, whatever. But when are you going to forgive them and move on? Some of them dead and you still got mess against them. Come on. When are we going to grow up so God can use us? Because the Bible says, the word is ready to punish every trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. For though we walk, I'm going to go back to verse 3. For though we walk and live, that's, yeah, though we walk and live in the flesh, we do not carry on our warfare according to the flesh and just using mere human weapons. You don't fight like you don't have the advantage. When you know you have the advantage, you go into a fight knowing you already won. That's a different mindset. When things come against my body, I know I already won. Already, I, I'm already healed. Listen, no, 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 no. I ain't got to get healed. Stop saying that. You're already healed. That's where the enemy hang you up because he keep you confessing something as though it's not already happened. It's a mind renewal. You need to change your vocabulary. 
I'm already healed. I'm fighting from a position of victory. So what? It looked like I got this on my hand. So what? It looked like something happened here. So what? That's an outward demonstration of what the devil trying to make me change my words. I ain't pooting at him. I get up every morning and have a little challenge. Some say, oh, girl, listen to your knee pop. And we're going to pop it to the left and we're going to pop it to the right. And we're going to keep right on moving until the demonstration is totally healed. Ah, we ain't playing that one. We're going to demonstrate the will of God here because I'm already here. And you get up and you move it. And you exercise that. Exercise is the best thing for your knee. You do it in moderation and you keep right on moving. It used to be worse than this, but it's working. The word is working. I said the word is working because I refuse to have a surgery. They ain't going to cut on my knees. Nope. They belong to God. God got the schematic on it. And it's already fixed according to the will of God. It's already fixed. So why play with that when I know it's already done? I just get up and rejoice in the Lord. And I turn on Miranda Curtis. I'm under an open heaven. And then I say, power, Lord. Yeah. Then I get to moving. All of a sudden, them joints get to, they begin to act right. See, y'all don't know how to do this. Maybe I need to do a skit. Because <laughs> I don't know what else to explain to you. Maybe you see it in person. But it's just the way I live because I understand the principle of renewing my mind. I didn't come from a great background. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom worked. Day, she did day's work, barely making $10 a day. That was high back then. And we live a very impoverished life. We didn't realize how poor we was until we got out of it. All I knew that we just didn't have some stuff. Sometimes the light was on and sometimes they won't. Sometimes the gas was on and sometimes it wasn't. You didn't know which one might go off this time because mama was the only one working. That lady would be 95 in July, and I love her with all my heart. Because it had not been for what she took on from the word of God, I might not be here today. I might not be doing what I'm doing today. She could have turned us over to the system when daddy abandoned us, she could have turned us over to the system, but she didn't. Now that's difficult for one person making $7 a day to keep six kids in the house. My two older sisters are already married. Keep six kids in the house on $7 a day. You go do it. And then tell me about your smoke. Mm-mm. Y'all can't hardly live on $300 a week. So if you had more, see, it's not about it. It's a mindset. She got up every morning with an understanding. I am it. If my kids, if I don't go to work, my kids won't have nothing to eat. Because she did not believe in welfare. That was not, she could have gone that route, but she wouldn't. She didn't choose that route. She went to work 
And she would leave the house 6.30 in the morning and get back about 7 o'clock at night because she didn't have no car. She had to catch the bus. And sometimes she had two people houses that she cleaned in the same day. They may not live nowhere near each other, but she was going to work. See, y'all got too many excuses not to grow up. You got enough technology to go to outer space, and you still don't grow up. You're more familiar with Google than you are the Bible. Mm. No wonder you don't get no manifestations. And then when you got an issue, you want everybody in church to pray for you. Do your own praying. We'll come into agreement, but you, our faith is not supposed to, uh, su su supposed to keep your faith alive. No, it's supposed to work with your faith. You're supposed to keep the faith of God alive. How? By renewing my mind to the word. Oh, Jesus. Listen, only the word can save your soul. Only the word can deliver your soul. We're going to have to get this lesson down and say, only the word can deliver my soul. See, only the word can restart your mind. Let's get it straight. And the less you know about God, the more opportunity the devil have to deceive you. Because only the word can deliver your soul. A song can't do it. Ain't nothing wrong with a good song. It might help some. But your soul has to be sustained by feeding on the word of faith. Because faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing what? The word of God. And the more you say the word of God, why you, you know, if you take time, this was not good to go quantity, but you need to go quality. If you take one chapter a day and read it out loud, it's impacting you. I still do that. Now, the spirit and the soul are not the same. So we can, you know, we're going to get that passed, and then we're going to close in just a minute. Look at 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5, verse 23. The spirit and the soul are not the same. And I need to show you this so that you don't assume, because sometimes people say, oh, my soul. And if they're trying to say the spirit, they need to say the spirit and stop saying soul, because they are not the same. And I think that has brought more confusion to the body of Christ than, than a lot of things, apart from praying in tongues. I think these have been two big issues, because we don't know that they are not the same. Are you there? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there must be a difference. There must be a difference there. He says, and may the one translation said, may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and holy, consecrated to God, 
and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So, in other words, my spirit man is separate. Now, it's connected on the inside. It's fused with the Holy Spirit on the inside. The Holy Spirit gives my spirit dictate. My spirit is supposed to give my soul dictate. But if my soul is a, is a hindrance, he can't never talk to my soul. Because we're not speaking the language of faith. I'm speaking the language of fear through my soul, but my, my spirit man trying to speak the language of faith. That's all he knows. He's not going to come in agreement with your fear. And that conflict you got going on the inside is because the, the spirit is always fighting against the flesh and the flesh is always warned against the spirit. Are y'all seeing that? So they're not the same. You're not, you can't use them interchangeably. This is why you can be born again and decide to do something wrong. Because your thinking has not been changed to fit the will of God for you yet. See, it's, it's not a sin issue in the heart. It's a mind issue. When you are born again and you commit sin, it's because your mind not renewed to the word of God. Hmm. It was never the plan of God that you and I be born again 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, 1 year, 6 months, and not know the plan of God for our lives. The only reason you are 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, 1 year, 6 months into things because you haven't taken time to renew your mind. Remember how we start out? The man paid attention because he was what? Expecting. Remember I showed you that in the laws of prosperity? He paid attention because he was expecting. What are you expecting when you go into the Word? Quit reading to share it with somebody else. Read so you can grow. Eat the Word for yourself. Malnutrition people trying to help somebody over here. You don't have no strength. Your word's not impacting people when your soul is suffering. You're just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Because there ain't no power behind it. Because there must be agreement between the spirit and the soul for power to be released. Oh, Jesus. That's a mouthful right there. There must be an agreement between you, the spirit man and the soul for power to be released. See, the flesh is a, is, a, is a follower. It has no control. It only does what the soul tells it to do. Mm. We'll catch it. So this lack of mind renewal keeps a communication barrier between us and God. So instead of my knowing, say knowing. Say it again. What God meant when he said something we live our entire Christian life in assumptions. We're assuming something about God. What is an assumption? Let me define it for you. It's a thing or a belief that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. 
You have no guarantee that what you're thinking right now about God is right unless you're renewed based on this word. Remember the movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven? That ain't true. See, we got to renew our mind because we think everybody, we think everybody is a child of God. No, we're not. Everybody not a child of God yet. You must accept God. Now, you are a creation of God, but you're not a child of God. What did Jesus say? They said, Jesus, your mama out there, you need to go see what she wants. He said, my, my uh, family, my mama is, a, is the one that's doing the will of God. Hello. He didn't say, I hate my biological mama. He says, but if she ain't doing the will of God, my mama is it those that do the will of God. Mm. He made a distinction, didn't he? So what most Christians do or, or did is they became distracted with the cares of life and stopped seeking the kingdom. Let's look at, uh, let me see. I'm going to give you one more scripture. I know I said that, but you just, just, just hold on. <laughs> I'm doing the Dr. Davis thing this morning. Okay. Do look at Matthew 6.33. Let's start at verse 24, rather. Matthew 6, verse 24. See, what most Christians did when they got born again, they came in. And instead of developing their soul and getting their soul renewed to the things of God, they begin to try to fix the stuff that was broken in their life without knowing the will of God for that stuff. Because some of that stuff God don't want you to have anymore. It's a weight to you. And we're trying to hold on to stuff that we don't even know if God wants us to have it. And we're working ourselves in the ground trying to keep it. Going through hell trying to hold on to somebody. You said, but I'm trying to win them. No, you're not, because you don't have no power to win them. <laughs> no, you're just trying to keep them in your, in your view. You don't have no power to win them, because your mind not strong enough to overcome all the stuff they're dealing with. Your mind not strong enough. If you're not renewing your mind to the will of God, you are not powerful as you think. There's power in you. But it's not being released because it takes what? Agreement between the spirit and the soul for power to be released. Are you at Matthew 6? Look at verse 24. Uh, I'm going to read this out, uh, another translation. How could you worship two gods at the same time? You will have to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. That's a whole message all by itself. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't there more to your body than wearing clothes? Verse 26. Look at all the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant and they don't reap. And they don't store food, yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. 
Aren't you much more valuable to your father than the birds? So which of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? What does worrying do to your life? Make you get old and ugly fast. Give your heart problems. The Bible declared that because of fear, men's heart will fail them. And people are dying right now from heart attacks because they're afraid of what's happening in our nation. They're afraid they're, they're, they're going to lose their money. They're afraid they're going hungry. And I mean, you can go on YouTube and you see everybody. They're raising cows. They ra Ain't nothing wrong with that. But you can't raise no chicken in your neighborhood. <laughs> so what you going to do? You can't start a meat market in your backyard. What you going to do? Everybody don't have that ability to have a farm. What you going to do? <laughs> oh, you going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to go buy all the canned goods in the store and stock them up. Now your house look like every room got canned goods in it. I know I'm touching y'all little sacred cows, but it's got to come down. We're going to cook that cow today. It may even have some filet mignon, depending on how old that cow is, because you know, the older they get, the tougher the meat. But anyway, <laughs> he says, and why are you worrying? Look at verse 28. And why would you worry about clothes and food and things? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work at all. And yet not even Solomon in all his splendor was robed in beauty more than one of those. So if God has clothed the metal with hay, which is here for such a short time, and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need? Won't he provide for you the food you need? Won't he provide for you the water, the gas, and everything else that you need, even though you live with such little faith? Because it's a mind renewal. You're confessing what the world say about your environment. That's why you need to turn the news off. It's all lies. Go look at Flashpoint, Victory Channel. Stop, stop acting like they, they don't have the truth. They tell the truth even if it's a bad truth. They tell the truth. I trust their word about things. Then they pray for our nation. They pray for us as people. You need to go watch some gospel news because the world is lying to us. You know they're blowing up all of our food places. How, how come all of a sudden these places have been around for years, now all of a sudden all of our few places that provide meat and wheat and stuff like that being burned down to the ground? They're trying to make us afraid to eat. They're trying to create a food shortage. And if you as a Christian don't rise up and fight against it by praying in the spirit, by voting right, by talking right, you're not going to see the goodness of God. I will, but you won't. 
Remember the man over, I don't know if it's uh, First Kings or Chronicles, one of them, where he, got, he was standing out there and he was hollering at them and he said, it can't happen. And he says, and, and the prophet said, by tomorrow, the wheat going to be this price, flour going to be that price. He said, you will see it, but you won't. And he was trampled right at the gate. They stomped right over him. Because he didn't believe that it could be done. See, God get ready to do some great things in our nation. But he's waking America up first. You can't sit back and, 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 and think this the end of it. It's not. God not finished with America yet. The gospel still has to go to other nations. And we got to stop worrying about stuff. That stuff don't get you to heaven. You got to stop worrying about stuff. That's going to decay. I don't care if you put it in the, in the china cabinet. It'll decay over time. Oh, Jesus. So if, if God can provide for birds, and he can provide for the metals, he can provide for flowers, man, y'all have made this thing too tough. Then they look at verse 31. So then forsake your worries. Why would you say what I'm going to eat? Whew. Going to the supermarket, they holler nothing on the shelf. The food's so high. Why would I say that? Or what would I drink? I, I, I don't know. If they, they, ooh, there's a water shortage. Or what am I going to wear? Why would I say that? You know why you say it? Because your mind not renewed. That's why you had that conversation. Look at verse 32. For that is what unbelievers chase and say. That's what unbelievers do. That's what unbelievers do. Are you an unbeliever? Then you need to make your words line up with who you are on the inside. Because you sound like you're an unbeliever. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body requires? Yes, he does. Look at verse 33. So above all, say above all. Constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you in abundance. Don't sound like lack to me. Don't sound like shortage to me. Come on, stand to your feet. We got to get it right. And if you're listening online, thank you for being with us today. But you need to change your words. If you've been talking wrong, change. Change is good. 